At 8.30, the girl's like, can we go wake up, Mommy? And I'm like, no, I'll, I'll let you know when she's ready. And then at 9 o'clock, can we wake up, Mommy? Yeah, it's almost time. And then at like 9.15, I thought, is my wife dead? Do I need to like, <laughs> go check on her before the twins walk in and find their mother dead in the bed? Oh, wow. <laughs> Welcome once again to Chill Filtered, the podcast where we drink whiskey so you don't have to, but you probably should, and you probably are, and that's why we like you. Uh, this week, this grand old week, mid, mid-July mid <laughs> uh, 2021, I don't know what, what, what date is it's this It's a grand up? old week, July 2021, <laughs> I don't know. Yeah, that's better than what I had. Okay. But yeah, it's grand old week. Um <laughs> This is a weird start. Anyway, um, we are drinking MB Roland, a small distillery in Pembroke, Kentucky. But before I go into anything of what makes MB Roland small or from Pembroke, Kentucky, let's talk about some business. Um, Here's a way that you can support us. We've talked about many ways, and we brought this up recently. I noticed on Apple Podcasts that there is only one uh, review, not just a rating. There might be more than than one rating, but there's only one review from the year 2021. Oh no! And that's from our good friend John O. Hughes, or yeah, John Hughes, but he has a middle name O. I'm guessing. Anyway, uh, there could be more. And I know if you've been listening for over four episodes, you're hooked. And uh, maybe you could write a nice thing on Apple Podcasts, even if you don't have an Apple phone or computer or something. There are ways to do it. Uh, do us a favor, help us out. Apple Podcasts, give us a rating and a review, and uh, maybe even ways we can improve. So uh, we're we're all ears. So we appreciate uh, those who have. We have like a lot. We have a lot of ratings and reviews, uh, but we could always use more. And uh, oh, we'll take yours. We need you to write us a review. Uh, so that's the business for this week. Uh, like I said, uh, we are drinking MB Roland, but not any MB Roland product. We are actually drinking two batches of their Kentucky Street bourbon. Uh, we're drinking batch number 58 and batch 69. Nice. And um, so I guess that's all I got to intro with. It was a very interesting intro. Ups and downs, highs and lows, camaraderie, betrayal, everything you need in a good intro. Uh, but um, I want to ask you, Robbie, how's your week going? I don't know. It's going great now, man. You freaking nailed the uh, outro <laughs> on the intro, man. That was thanks, great. man. Yeah, you got it. Uh, Whenever you can bring in camaraderie and betrayal, it brings a good something, something or other. No, man. What's we'll your entry buzzing? Uh, so go, go ahead. I don't have the bottle in front of me. You were same thing. You are. It's the, it's uh, the uh, MB Roland Kentucky Azul Reposado. Oh man, um, it, it is like a. Gr- and it's a, hot for a tequila, or it's not a tequila, but yeah, it, yeah, it's a. It, like, it hits the best of both worlds. I was going to say of like a whiskey and a tequila, yeah. like it's right in that middle ground. Oh, for sure, it is so stinking good. It's a nice little entry yeah, buzz. Treat. It is. It's an American tequila, and therefore not a tequila. Um, but yeah, it's very good, and and we'll give many shouts outs, shout outs, shouts outs as. Uh, to Marco and KC for not only providing the entry buzz, but what we're drinking today in two separate batches. So sure. anyway, Robbie, I keep stealing the mic from you. How are you doing? I'm all right. You know, so we're 
we uh, you know had a little we we had something planned, kind of deviating from our schedule, mm-hmm. recording early, so it's mm-hmm. not not too much going on since the last time we talked. Uh, no, things are good right now. The twins are throwing an epic fit. I don't know why right now. And my beautiful wife was like, "You just go record. You take care of it, Rob. You do your have your time with I, Cole." And for that, <laughs> she's the real MVP. Um, yeah, yeah, not too much. The twins have been doing a lot of swim lessons, and they got this teacher. And uh, nice. Finley's all about the pool. Finley's little fish. We call nice. her a little shark fin. She gets all in there and rolls and does her cups and relaxes. Love to, it. Yeah, so she's all about it. Juniper, on the other hand, will talk more than she actually swims, which is pretty stinking cute. <laughs> um, That's cute. Speaking of Junie talking, the other day, so last night we were playing doctor uh-huh. and they tell me what's wrong with me and then I have to tell them what's wrong with me and then they diagnose me and they take care of me, right? Um, <laughs> so Juniper Do they is get like, this from Chelsea or did they just learn this somewhere oh, else? They just, they just, these girls are... Uh, Doctors, not good doctors. I'll get to that in a second. Four-year-old doctors. A lot of a lot of people got to go to the world for four years. Yeah, or most of them are school for seven doctors. years. <laughs> um, but anyway, Junie's wrapping my leg in like an ace bandage, and I go, "Excuse me, doctor, uh-huh. what's your name?" And she goes, uh, "My name is Doctor Poop." And then she stops for a second and looks at me, and she goes, "And I'm a bad doctor." <laughs> It had, I had me dying. It was so funny. I'm like, yeah, you, you really don't seem like you know what you're doing. And I'm kind of scared on my, <laughs> my life right now. So, uh, yeah. No, ah. so, oh, that's great. You know, nothing to I love Judy. Oh, gosh, that girl is a riot. She's also been wearing a Batgirl dress all week. Uh, but she calls herself uh-huh. Batman. And he'd be like, hey, Judy, can you let uh, Bo out to go potty? And she'd be like, Batman to the rescue. So... <laughs> Anytime I need her to do something, I say, hey, can Batman possibly eat the rest of his dinner? Yeah. <sighs> Batman will eat all of his I'm dinner. I'm learning. Yeah, so. I'm writing funny. notes, man. It's pretty cute. That's so cool. Yeah, no, nothing much to it going on here. Um, just hanging out, enjoying summer. You know, life is good for right now. How about you, man? How are things going with the babe? Yeah, she's good. The babe. Last night, it was crazy. Uh-oh. Yeah, I got two babes. Uh, last night was awesome. We had the the two previous nights to last night were kind of rough. Uh, trying to get sleep, mm-hmm. trying to yeah, not you know like we're we're expecting to get up once or twice in the evening and take care of something for a baby and and you almost expect more than that when they're newborn. Yeah, but last night she slept for like six hours straight. Oh, and we had to like wake her up and be like, "You okay, kid?" And uh, you want to eat? <laughs> She's like, yeah, I want to eat. And uh, so it was it was glorious. I woke up, like we went to bed at like uh, 9.30, 10-ish. And then I woke up like right before four. And I'm looking at the clock like, what happened? Did I forget everything that happened last night? Oh, was it that man. traumatic? And then I realized we had been out for that long. And, you know, we should, we like, you, you shouldn't really let a newborn go six hours before feeding, but it was kind of nice. Uh, you know. But we, we made up for it. We fed her real good today, so. That's the thing. If, if she does okay with it, you know, it, it's probably okay. If she's not complaining. Yeah. yeah. But I think that's one thing, though. Like, I was going to say to you before you even said that, you, oh, gosh, even with four-year-olds, you just got to preempt the hangries. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like. Mm-hmm. If you can get that kid to eat a little early and eat just enough to like kind of get him through the next spot, life is so much better. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, 
Oh, but once they get a little bit hangry, it's so hard to bring them back, man. So like, oh, for sure. During the summer, I just turn into like the snack machine. I'm just chopping up fruits and veggies. I'm making peanut butter and jelly That's sandwiches. Cool. I'm microwaving whatever. I'm like trying to get like easy Mac down their gullets and chicken nuggets and <laughs> stuff. Like it's just like, please just don't get hangry on me. And yeah. Yeah. So good for you guys though. No, it's you're a good dad. Good dad. I'm a dad and I tried to be good. So. <laughs> uh, but no, I think that's yeah. one of the things where it's like, oh, so many times. Like even this week, Chelsea, uh, she hasn't been sleeping so well and she took like a half of a Ambien or not, I don't know, not an Ambien. Oh, wow, yeah. It took a half of, not an Ambien, whatever else. I can't, I don't know what else. I'm a good sleeper. I don't even go to Melatonin? Maybe melatonin. I don't know. But anyway, she, and she was like groggy the next morning. She slept until like 10 o'clock the other day oh wow it like at 8 30 the girl's like can we go wake up mommy and i'm like no nah, I'll, I'll let you know when she's ready and then at nine o'clock can we wake up mommy yeah it's almost time and then at like 9 15 i thought is my wife dead do i need to like, <laughs> go check on her before yeah. the twins walk in and find their mother dead in the bed oh wow <laughs> yeah, she woke up at 10 and i was like okay thank goodness i'm That's glad you good. got a good night's sleep but yeah no same thing with the baby where it's like you get a little past that schedule you're like oh what's going on what's going on so i got That's you funny. Oh, i'm glad you guys got my some mom sleep, Oh, yeah, yeah. My mom will take Ambien, and she has to tell someone I'm about to take Ambien because she will, like, straight up go Ambien drunk on everybody. Uh And, like, belligerent. Like, she, like, people worry about her. If she doesn't tell someone, people will be like, oh, my gosh, is she okay? Is she having a stroke right now or something like that? Uh, And she's, like, she's, like basically belligerent drunk when she takes ambience so we we've learned and i've never experienced this i've only heard from other people uh, but she warns people now when she takes ambient mom if you're listening i love you and uh i'm glad you do that now i'm glad you let people know so there um, you go yeah so yeah it was good night of sleep um it was yeah it was it was, it was glorious i i you know i'm back at work uh so that's good and bad. I feel like uh, it's weird coming back to work and, and not feeling as productive. I think there are, um, I just need to be able to balance uh, taking care of the baby when I am needed and work um, mm-hmm. on top of that. But prioritizing work, of course, but you know, still being the dad that I need to be in the meantime. And my boss is awesome. He's always like, he's like, nope, awesome. you, you, he's a dad. He's, yeah, he's bossom. And um, he's a dad himself, and he totally understands, and he's totally uh, sympathetic towards everything. So he's he's awesome, he's awesome. Um, and then, um, yeah, I think that's about it. Uh, that's life. And okay. oh, yo, check this out. Okay. So you know how I grow peppers? Yes. Uh, I have a raised garden, and so what I did, of course, with your typical raised garden, is do. Uh, I think I did 12 or nine inch, nine to 12 inches. I forget what it is. Uh, boards that to surround this area, filled it up with dirt and then planted my peppers that I had been growing inside at that point. Uh, you know, your typical raised garden. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, when it started to get too bright outside in the Phoenix heat, I decided to put a sunscreen like shade over it, which is just basically a a blanket that lets, lets 40% of the light through. And so I tied that to the uh, the cinder block wall behind the garden, and then I tied it to some 
like two by fours that I stuck out from the front of the um, the the boards on the ground that are like putting all those together. If this makes any sense to anyone, anyway, uh, we are in <laughs> monsoon season mm-hmm. uh, in Phoenix, and it is rough. Like we we had the probably one of the biggest windstorms I've ever experienced, especially in Phoenix. It could have been the number one windstorm I've ever experienced in Phoenix. Uh, I come downstairs the day after this windstorm when I had woken up a few times in the night hearing pounding of wind against my windows and I come downstairs and and it looks like basically what that raised garden had become that night was like a parachute or at least the sunscreen uh, sheet thing became a parachute. The whole wooden structure lifted at least four feet off the ground. Oh, jeez. And then dropped back down. So some of my plants were like pinned down by the walls that once contained it. Man. It was crazy. Anyway, if you can picture it, uh, this this is a podcast, so we don't we don't bring show and tell pictures. <laughs> but if you can imagine it, it was nuts. It lifted four feet off the ground and dropped back down. It sounds, was insane. That sounds like a Billy Corgan line song, a song from a Billy Corgan song. Yeah, a line from a Billy Corgan song. Yeah, dang. Oh man. It took me a while to get that out, but like, yeah, the plants were pinned <laughs> down about, yeah. by the boards that once contained it. <laughs> oh, that's deep, man. Yeah. That's totally Billy Corgan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, we got to still have him on the podcast. Anyone in Chicago that knows him, uh, send us his way or send, send, send him us his our personal way. information. Yeah. yeah, just just on Instagram. You don't have to share with the world. Send, just us, send it to us a scraping from his port wine birthmark. Yeah, stains. Yeah. Did you know that or did I tell you that? You told me that. Oh, that's right. Because yeah. we had something port finished cool. one time right around his birthday. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Go, Billy. You know, it's <laughs> funny. I'll, I'll go a little longer. We're going long on the, uh, and, and you got to take care of your kids in a hot moment. But you know when <laughs> you're younger and you're like, and people are like, what's your favorite band? And you're like, oh, man, I really like Breaking Benjamin or something like that. And then you <laughs> yeah, like change that because that. everyone graduates from Breaking Benjamin. Um, and, and, but I have yet to graduate from the Smashing Pumpkins after Breaking Benjamin for sure, but it's been, I've been on Smashing Pumpkins and I don't even listen to them that much. There's just a, there's just a meaning there. You know, there's like a connection there between me and Billy. Um, so I don't know. Have you changed? Cause I know you're probably like uh frightened rabbit or something these days. Has that been that way for a long time? Frightened rabbit has, is like my adulthood go to Weezer is like my uh really middle school high school go to oh totally uh and then Uh probably like my college go to is blink 182 but i feel like recently blink 182 a lot lately too so like that's kind of they're great their uh, their newest album is actually really good i feel like the california album it is holy cap holy crap it is good so can I tell you something though? This is my yeah. Like, bring it on. Like and my and Chelsea makes fun of me. Like Amara was telling me she was watching some show and she's like, and it's got like these cartoon gnomes in it. And she's like, and I don't really like. Don't tell anybody I watch it. And I was like, you know what? Guilty pleasures are okay because you like it. And I was like, Amara. And she, Amara was like, well, what do you like that you don't want your friends to know? I was like, well, I kind of, I I really do like that Olivia Rodrigo Quite album. Oh, oh man, mm-hmm. no. I like. I really like. Dude, that, that song is catchy. The whole stinking album, man. I really like that oh, album. Oh, I haven't even listened to the whole album. It yeah. gets me, man. Like it reminds like Amara's close to that kid's age and that kid just sings songs that are like 
oh, I hope my daughter doesn't go. Like, I know they're going to go through this stuff, but like, it's closer yeah. than that. So, I really love that album, and I'm That's ashamed cool. slash not ashamed to say it. So, yeah, I like that. Yeah. I like that. No, I have my guilty pleasures. I will. Breaking I think Benjamin. I've told you this. I run to Kesha a lot. <clears throat> Chelsea and, has a uh, uh, there's a Kesha song that Chelsea was talking about. She's like, I, I, I'm lately that she's like afraid to admit like she really likes. So I like Kesha. Kesha's nice. catchy. Kesha's catchy. She's Keshi. Oh man. But anyway, uh, I think you got to tend to your children. And uh, but by saying that, I guess we got to send it to break. And by the time we get back, we will be talking about history of MB Roland and background to that. So uh, here we go to break. <laughs> And we're back. Uh, like I said, we're drinking MB Roland straight bourbons, specifically batches 58 and 69. Nice. Uh, some notes to get to this week. Um, big thank you to Marco in KC. And that's basically yes. his name on um, on the Instas. It's uh, not Marco, uh, it not only. Name. Yeah, no, it is his name. <laughs> but his name is actually, I think it's Mark O'Laughlin. Uh, but he goes by uh, Marco. Nice. And not Marco Laughlin. But anyway, yeah. So Marco. Marco in KC. Um, yeah, thanks for providing the samples we're drinking today. Not only the samples, but the entry buzz. What a pro. Oh. You know, you can send us. Similar similar to Sean uh, Ciaro, uh, who I figured out how to pronounce his last name this week because it was brilliant. Because I won't go into us. it, but I figured out how to pronounce it. <laughs> What's that? Because he told us. Yeah, because he told me in a really nice way. But Sean Ciaro um, sent us the Appleton Estates 21-year mm-hmm. rum, which we're not going to do on the podcast, but we certainly will do it for an entry buzz. Oh, yes. Uh, so we're not against that. If you got, you know, a um, Baiju, or even though, I don't know, is Baiju whiskey? I don't think it is. By, no, I think it might be by the standard of whiskey. But anyway, if you have some Baiju, or if you have some uh, really good tequila, or if you have some Kentucky Azul, or something like that, and you want to send it with your um, you know samples or whatever that you're like, I really want them to try this on the podcast. Yeah, send it along. It's not oh, like we're, we won't do an episode on it. I assure you of that. But we will entry buzz it. So that's for uh, sure. That's that. Yeah. So uh, let's get into MB Roland. Um, this is definitely. Our first MB Roland products are these, basically, are, def- are definitely our first two MB Roland products on the podcast. Uh, so this will have some unique history to it. Sometimes we, uh, you know, have to draw upon uh, the whiskey history in other ways. But this time we just get to talk about MB Roland. Uh, we will in the future because we got uh, at least two more episodes on MB Roland things uh, to come based on the samples we did get from Marco. Anyway, uh, founded in I want to say 2009. No, founded in 2009 in Pembroke, Kentucky. Now, you're asking yourself, where is Pembroke, Kentucky? Uh, it's more in the middle of nowhere than the last time we said something was in the middle of nowhere, Kentucky, and that was Danville. Uh, this is much more in the middle of nowhere. Uh, the closest big town to uh, Pembroke, Kentucky is basically Nashville. 
Uh, and then maybe Bowling Green after that. Uh, so, but it's definitely in Western Kentucky. So I'm curious, John from Embellish Pod, uh, how far is it from you? Hit us up on Instagram. Uh, anyway, this distillery's goal was to be the first grain to glass distillery in Kentucky. And they became just that. Uh, and you know, the funny thing is I didn't even look up what that meant, but I can assume grain to glass just means that it's all in house for the most part, Mm -hmm. or at least local. Um, they do call upon a local granary, uh, for all their stuff. They don't get anything otherwise. Uh, I do believe they're, or they're, uh, I don't know, but I'm guessing they're blue agave they get from somewhere besides Kentucky. Uh, but that's just me. That's just my my thought. But that's well, not whiskey. I know um, climates are changing, and yeah. agave is needed to move more north. Yeah, just like barley now grows in Iceland, stuff like that. <laughs> yeah. So, um, they definitely became a their first Kentucky uh, grain to glass distillery, at least according to their website. Started up by Paul and Mary Beth Thomas uh, Zuski. Uh, and Mary Beth uh, is spelled M-E-R-R-Y and then Beth in two separate parts with a space between them. But I say that, uh, I don't know why I say that, but I do say that the name M.B. Roland comes from the name Mary Beth. And I believe, and I heard this, uh, uh, this is from Marco and KC. I heard this and I'm not sure, <clears throat> but I think this is the truth. Roland was her maiden name. So they named the distillery after Mary Beth. And I think she potentially goes by MB. I'm pretty sure she does based on what I saw on the website. But anyway, Paul is from uh, Louisiana originally, but MB is from Pembroke. Uh, And they bought an Amish dairy farm in Pembroke, or at least on the outskirts of Pembroke. Technically, it's like right on the outskirts. Uh, But they started building on it. Uh, Distillery stuff. Uh, They get all their grain locally from Christian County Grain in downtown Pembroke. Uh, With all their bourbons, they use white corn, not uh, other corn. Like some some use white corn, some use like kind of a sweet yellow corn. uh, But they use white corn, which they say has an impact on the taste. Uh, It's a pretty small distillery. But what I really like about these guys, and I've never been there, never had MB Roland products. But what I do like from my research is that they are really big into small batches and barrel-proof releases. Uh, They say on their labels, quote, still and barrel-proof, unquote. Uh, Meaning that the barrel entry proof, which is typically cut to a certain amount, like, like for example, like something like... uh, uh, Buffalo Trace. They will never. They will. They won't do a still proof in general. They will cut it to c- maintain consistency. They will say like, "Oh, we're gonna cut this barrel proof to you know 100 proof before we throw it into the barrel." That's not in the bottle. That's like right before it goes in the barrel. They usually cut it, uh, but these guys don't. And then they they what they get from the barrel they throw in the bottle. So there's no cutting at all in the process after they mash. Um, which is super cool. Uh, in doing this, their batches turn out uh, usually between 105 and 115 proof. And when they do batches, as opposed to some of their single barrels, they use between 5 and 10 barrels. And according to Marco, he didn't see a single small barrel in that distillery when he went. Okay. So all 53-gallon standard size barrels, all stored in the barn, apparently. Uh, they have a few products, and they're all really unique 
they do a straight bourbon, similar to what we're drinking today, they, it, based in batches. Uh, they also do a straight bourbon in single barrels. They do a straight weeded bourbon. They do a straight rye, a straight malt. They do a straight wheat whiskey, not weeded bourbon, like a wheat whiskey, similar to like um, Bernheim or something like that. Uh, they do a Kentucky Azul, which is basically a tequila made in America, which is not technically a tequila, of course, like I mentioned earlier. They do a straight corn whiskey. And here's another that we actually have samples for to do in the future that I'm looking forward to doing is a dark fired Kentucky straight bourbon whiskey. They smoke their corn, uh, which is something that we've Wait, said I really want to try. What do they smoke it with? Smoke it with uh, only the finest of uh, smoky stuff. Oh. Uh, they smoke it with um, at least fire. And here's that's a, the funny thing is you bring that as as a joke, Robbie. But the, I am really intrigued to know how they smoke this because they they compare their smoking the corn similar to uh, how people dark fire smoke tobacco. Uh, so I uh, next time we do an episode, I'm going to reach out to when we do the dark fired episode, which we have samples for. I am actually going to reach out to MB Roland and find out how they smoke their corn. Because I'm like, is it the actual grain is smoked? Do they wet the grain and then and then smoke it? Do they like wet the 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 uh, what do you call it? The meal? Uh, do they actually leave it on the corn cobs and then smoke it or something like that? I have no idea, uh, but I am really intrigued. So that's my long answer to your joking question. Um, but yeah, we do have batch 20 and 21 of the dark fired bourbon. Uh, so we'll find out as time goes on, uh, when we do that episode, uh, they do have some other products on, uh, their website, including an unaged moonshine, uh, which they actually use, I believe it's corn and sugar. Uh, they, it's not a whiskey because they're adding sugar to it, but it's like a moonshine. That's just, yeah, unaged. And then they do an unaged dark fire spirit, uh, similar to like the the bourbon, the dark fire bourbon or the dark fire. They have a dark fired um, whiskey, which I don't, it doesn't fit the standards of bourbon in this case. Um, but I thought that was cool too. They have a few fruity drinks, like a, like a Kentucky pink lemonade and something else like apple pie like and stuff. But there's too many to name now. Uh, but that's, but what we're drinking today is the uh, MB Roland. Straight bourbon, specifically batches 58 and 69. Nice. <laughs> um, so uh, batch 58 is 56% alcohol by volume. Uh, and batch 69, nice, is 55.9. So they're only differing by um, 0.1% in uh, alcohol by volume. They're both the same mash bill. They're both 78% white corn. 17% rye and 5% malted barley. Like we said, uh, their batches are typically five to 10 barrels. Uh, the age is undisclosed, but it is a straight bourbon. Both of them are. So we can assume they're at least two years old. Uncut and non-chill filtered. Hey, hey that's, that's the name not of the, podcast. the name of the podcast. <laughs> that's true. Yeah. Uh, and then the total wine price, there is no total wine price because it's very limited distribution at this point, but a lot is available at the gift shop. If you're ever in the Nashville or southwest of Bowling Green, Kentucky, western Kentucky, right at that little part where it looks like a toe's hanging out of the end on the western side, I don't know. Uh, if you're ever in that area, hit up Pembroke, Kentucky, MB Roland. They got a great gift shop, apparently, and some good options. 
Uh, and but to answer that question, what is the price retail price? Is forty five a bottle for this, which is something to be said for a small distillery and a cast strength product. Uh, so I am intrigued. How should we do this, Robbie? Should we just pour both and taste it each, at, like neat yeah. water, and or should we just separate it? No, let's just do them both. Go water. Let's just go water. No, neat water. Okay. Ice. One at a time. Yeah. No, both. Both at a time. Back and forth. Yeah, yeah, that's what I meant. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, back and forth. That's the better way to put it. All right. So. Uh, no cork pop today. We are uh, sample bottles, of course. Ooh. All right. On my right is the batch number 69. Nice. <laughs> um, <laughs> and <laughs> um, let me. Uh, On your left is 58. <laughs> no, it's not as funny. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> That's nah, it's somewhat funny. Oh, I balls! I messed this up a little bit. I went straight into my Come rocks. On. I went into my rocks glasses before I went into my. Come on, Karen's noob move. And you know what else I did? Do people? Do kids even say noob anymore? Back in my day, that was the word. The word. You, you should know. You teach these kids. Uh, you hear noob every once in a while. You mold their minds. Yeah. But uh, I don't think it's like it was, Cole. Times have changed, man. Not back in my day. I feel like Kids Kim is trying to pour all these other glasses words. here. All right. Yeah. So same mash bills, right? Yep. One percent difference in alcohol by volume, or point one percent difference. Mm. Ooh, I can tell you one. What the? Yeah, the the uh, sixty nine does smell a little bit hotter. Not by much, but it'll hit you. They smell pretty similar to me. God, I feel like a weird. I I wish like I, this might have been a good show and tell episode because I'm just like frantically sniffing between <laughs> between two good. Yeah. Characters. All right. I'm getting the same notes to be honest on both, mm-hmm. and it's it's. I wouldn't say this is. I, I'm looking forward to tasting this because it, the nose brings out. It, I would have expected if they're undisclosed age statement and or non disclosed age statement and um, and they just call it straight. I would imagine it's somewhere between two and three years old, uh, just from judging the name. Um, but it doesn't smell that young. It might taste that young, but so far it doesn't smell that young. Um, there's a little denseness to it. Uh, I wouldn't call it um, sugary denseness, but I would say there is... Let's see. Yeah, a little bit of oak. It's really hard to put my no- or put my finger on this one. Um, it is sweet, but not too sweet. It's not dry in the nose, but it's... There's a little bit of sugariness to it, but not too much. I don't know. It's hard. It's really hard to to get this one. Um, what do you think? I think between uh, yeah, like between the two batches, it's definitely super similar. There's not a huge difference. Um, I did get a little more heat off the first one, but it kind of dissipated after. I think, you know, uh, John Hughes wise, it just kind of the the heat, the alcohol vapors kind of got trapped in there, and I got them right away. Um, but both very similar on the nose, um, on the palate. It's got a little bit of medicinal quality on both of them, and like, uh, uh, like I don't really always get this as a sweetness, but it's definitely like a granulated sugar kind of sweetness to it. Um, that's what I'm at so far. Oh, and there's also a good amount of oak. So we, uh, as you were saying, like you know, 
what you kind of thought for the age statement might be. Um, I felt like I got more oak than I typically get with most whiskeys. So I don't know. Maybe it is a little older, but or maybe I'm just like an anomaly on my tasting here. So I don't know. Have you gone in for um, a taste yet? Yeah, I sipped a batch 58 and um, a few notes. Uh, there was an oak throughout. But it was started by almost a licorice uh, like a black licorice a nisi, a little bit of hints of that. Uh, but then it finished really strong tobacco. Mm. Um, and I'm going to try 69 now. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I can definitely see both those notes. I think, nice. Uh, there is a, like, I think within that medicinal... It's definitely, I think you can f- kind of find that bitterness where anise comes in, kind of the licorice stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I can definitely get behind the tobacco, but I'm not really getting that. But I do get a little bit of like that bitterness on the medicinal taste I'm getting with it. You getting something else with the. Uh- yeah, I. With 69, nice. Um, <laughs> I get I get a different taste. It's very different. Um, a little bit of that. Um, Oak, more oak for sure on 69, uh, but there's an herbalness to it, um, huh, okay. kind of like an herbal tea or like, or even just a black tea. There's a little bit of black tea to it. Uh, still getting a little bit of, um, Ooh. yeah, just herbalness in general. I wouldn't say this is uh, as tobacco-y as Batch 58, um, but it is um, definitely, definitely earthy and herbal. It's good. I don't know which one I prefer. I think I prefer 69. Nice. <laughs> I, you know, between the two, I'm, I'm, I don't know. I'm maybe I'm not as refined as you, but I'm, yeah, I'm getting prefer both. 69. <laughs> but mm-hmm. It's a little creepy how you said it <laughs> that time. Uh, I'm not getting too big a difference. Really? Oh, man. Maybe, maybe I'm crazy. I got to try, try the second one again. 69 is a little sweeter. With mm. water. Mm. Oh, man. Drop a few drops already. Yeah. I got to take out my Kentucky limestone water. For drop some drops. You know what I mean? A little droppy drip. A little drippy drop. A little droppy yeah. poo. Yeah. Droppy poo. I mean, maybe this is not my thing. I've never done a blind test, taste testing, and I bet that I would just be the worst at it because like, you know, you put these two and like, I know they're very similar in a lot of ways, but I'm like, I don't know. I have a hard time distinguishing the old spin J. Uh huh. Like what do you like? So no, it's uh, it is close. They are close. So like, I know like palate wise, like I'll take a sip of like a, you know, a club soda, a little bubbly water in between to kind of cleanse the palate. Uh-huh. How do you cleanse your nose palate? Uh, you sniff your butt. That's what I was thinking, but I didn't want to say it. <laughs> <laughs> We're so on point. We're so connected. Man, we therapy's are, all about. Well, we are earning that explicit rating today. Sorry, childrens. Yeah. Yeah. But it's also... Um, I wouldn't even call it innuendo. It's all on under the table, you know? Mm-hmm. Sure, sure, sure. Cool, 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 cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Totally, totally, totally. totally. Right, I'm going to go for some sips. Um, so I just... Yeah, I just uh, dropped water, so I'm gonna give some sniffs while you sip. Hmm. Uh, it, it cooled down at least for 58. Let me smell 69. Nice. Yeah, they're both about the same nose. Um, 
it flattened it out a little bit. All the same kind of notes of like a little bit of sweet, a little bit of sugar. Um, but uh, the oak is faint. Otherwise, uh, nothing else is calling my name in terms of notes on the nose. Uh, what do you think of the taste? I am struggling here, man. I got to be honest. Mm-hmm. This is a lot of sipping and sniffing. Mm-hmm. And I'm just- <laughs> That's why it's hard to do two an episode. It is, yeah. This might be uh, my first and last time where I'm like excited to do two at a time. So yeah, uh, I'm getting a little bit of mint, tiny bit, Perhaps tiny some bit. What's banaka? You know what banaka is? Is it like up dog? What's up dog? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> What's up with you, Robbie? <laughs> You don't know what banaka is? Oh, drop my phone. Mm. I can still hear you. I'm here. It didn't disconnect. Um, you know what banaka is? No. Ace Ventura Two. You ever seen Ace Ventura Two? Oh, I, I, you know, I never really see. I saw like Wait, no. one of the two, like when nature calls or is something like Ventura that. 2? But um, uh, no, it's Dumb and Dumber. Do you have a mint? Perhaps oh, some banaka, and then he sprays the banaka's the mouth spray, and he sprays it to the side of his mouth. Doesn't even go in. <laughs> now I know, yeah, but I didn't know what it's called. We're like right in the side, yeah. yeah. But but what is up, dog? Um, nothing much. <laughs> What's up with you? Oh, you son of a gun! All right, so straight back into the sixty-nine <laughs> of our school. Um, <laughs> this is the most sophomoric <laughs> episode we've ever done. And go figure, like, it all started with me it, like talking about, I like Blink-182, and that's like one of the most sophomoric bands, so there you go. Yeah, yeah. But they're good, man. They are. Dude. I mean, we've talked about Blink-182. Remember Adam's song, The the Batch, or yeah. whatever? Yeah. Yeah. No, they're good. I like them. Did you know Mark Hoppus has cancer yeah. right now? Yeah. Did he, he, he had a test recently that was like, this is either going to show whether I'm going to live longer or like die sooner. Yeah. Do you know if that turned out all right? I don't know, but it's just sad because it's... So who's... It's just like... So the real question is, and I think you see this one coming, if you're a big Blink fan, who's a better singer? Um, Mark Hoppus or um, Tom DeLonge? um, I prefer Tom or Mark Hoppus, but I will say Mm. I prefer Blink. I was worried you were going to say Tom DeLonge. I prefer Blink with Matt Skiba. I think Matt Skiba freaking makes the band. Yeah, 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 totally. Oh, he's great. I will, yeah. I mean, they won, I think they're either the song, the Bored to Death, or the California album uh, won, like, uh, what was that? Our Heart Radio's, like, number one of the year oh, that nice. it came out, which is, like, awesome for a 90s band to, like, do that again. Well, like, they're an early 2000s band. No. I mean, you're, I don't know. No, in the 2000s, they split. I mean, when did they split? Like, 05 or something like that? No, they split, like, close to 10, right? No, I was in college by the time Plus 44 already had an album or two. No, Plus 44 was an interim album before they had, like, the Cityscapes or whatever album that is. Oh, really? Yeah. Huh. We're going to have to look this one up. But all I'm saying is, is that um, I I would consider them a 90s band. 
Well, I think like I mean like Cheshire uh, Cat's like ninety five, and then Dude Ranch. What was is the like one with the bowl? Dude Ranch, I think. Dude Ranch, yeah, yeah. Dude Ranch was definitely in the nineties. Neighborhoods. Um, Neighborhoods came out in two thousand eleven. That's Tom DeLonge's last one. Okay. What was the one where it? Um, it's like three circles on the on the album. Take your pants off and jacket. <laughs> What? Take, take your pants off and jacket. Oh, really? Is that what that's, it's called? That's 2001, yeah. With wow, like, talk about sophomoric. Okay, if that's if that's 2001, I'll trust you. With bam, 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 and I'm going to do the rock show. She said what? Tell her oh, yeah. Did yeah. you hear about the, uh, the story behind that and first date? No. So, apparently, the label uh, for Blink uh, was like, you guys need to do an upbeat song on this album. And uh, and so Tom DeLonge went his way and just wrote a really quick song in a few days or less, and so did Mark Hoppus. And um, those are those two songs. Th- those are those two songs. Yeah, That's- first date and uh, Girl at the Rock Show. Yeah, well, which are go. very similar in theme, but yeah. Well, <laughs> she said what, and I told her that I didn't know. <laughs> it's like the lamest line, but I still love them. They're fun. I like the guys. Mm-hmm. I feel like I grew up with them. Uh, all right, so I dropped, so, some, yeah. I, uh, dropped the old cube in my 69. Cool things down here a little nice. bit. <laughs> Muted. I'm sorry. Uh, while, you, while you talk about that, I, I got to finish my notes on the water. Um, okay. It's definitely more viscous, honey-like, even in flavor. Um, the oak shows up in a chocolatey way a little bit more. The same notes as before. Tiny bit of minty menthol. Um but tiny bit, not much at all. But it's it's more dense and almost chocolatey on the on the water pour than than um, it is minty. So it's like a chocolate mint. <laughs> nice. Are you dropping your cube? Nice. I am. Once I finish this, excuse me, last sip. Okay. So ice wise, as you might expect, a little bit muted, but uh, get a lot more like an. Uh, bourbony, typical bourbony sweetness to it. A little apple little caramely kind of a thing mm-hmm. on the nose, nice. for sure, on both. Like, I'm not... And then, I think the Batch 58 still kind of holds a little bit more of the uh, kind of the medicinal, um, but still in that same realm of, like, your traditional bourbon. So, I'm going to go for some sippy sips. Nice. Um, muted nose uh, for 58... Same deal, a um, little bit of oak, a little bit of sugar. Same exact nose on 69, nice. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, it's just sweet, but not too sweet, but oaky in a good way. Yeah. All right, I'm giving it still a bit more spin J. What do you think of the palette? Um, I like batch 69, noise, um, <laughs> with the ice a little bit more. It's got like, it it gets away a little bit from that medicinal on the palate for sure. Um, definitely a little more earthy, chocolatey. I can see where the tobacco is coming from, but like the finish to me is almost like a tobacco smoke, not necessarily like the tobacco. Like it's got a little bit of a, oh gosh. So like when I was a kid, I remember uh, like my dad smoke and they'd have parties and they'd like have uh-huh. like a you know coke cans out like someone would drink a can of coke or something like that but they'd end up using it as an ashtray and if uh-huh. 
And no, I see where this is going. Yeah. And so like you just kind of like sit like me and the kids, you just wanted to drink soda. Right. So I would sip on the, the cans of Coke that were left over. And every once in a while you get one that had a cigarette <laughs> in it. And that's the kind of like taste I'm getting, which I'm, which I hated uh-huh. as a kid, but right now I'm kind of like, oh, it's not too bad. So I see like there's a little tobacco-y smokiness on this uh, batch 69. And um, 58, though, I'm still super medicinal with it. But I think ice mm. is my favorite of the three pours. So I think I like water the most. And I actually think I like ice the least in this case, only okay. because ice brought out the youth of it. Like, like I said, it's probably between two and maybe four years old. Gotcha. So you're blaming it, uh, blaming this, it on the youth. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. The That's youth of the nation. The youth in Asia. Um, Hold on, Kevorkian. And uh, yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> certainly not. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's me. Um, my mom actually knew a guy who used Kevorkian. Long story, which I'm just going to stop it there. <laughs> We've got an, enough tangents, but put a pin in it, Cole. Yeah. yeah. Today is today is tangent day. And we're only, I mean, no, actually, we're running long. <laughs> we'll see how long <laughs> this episode goes. Um, but yeah, it brought out the uh, uh, kind of a, a young note, which I don't like. It's it's a little bit... Um, uh, bubblegummy but not in a good way um the oak is just immature uh similar to you know mark hoppus and tom DeLong in the 90s mm-hmm. gotcha yeah so like when you say bubble coming out in a good way is that kind of like when the ortho or the, your dentist is like we're gonna do your uh Fluoride yeah, on your teeth. Do the fluoride do or whatever. The bubble gum? Yeah. You're like, yeah, bubble gum. You're like, Bleh, bubble gum. You're like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly like that. Oh, those are the worst. Yeah. Did they not do that anymore because they found a better way, or is it just because I'm a I'm an adult now and it's because you don't <laughs> do fluoride stuff? So. Did they not do fluoride for adults? No, maybe they don't. No, they don't. I don't know. Mm. They do. Yeah, no, I know they still like. So we did. Oh man, we went to Mara's. Mara's getting her wisdom teeth out next month, which is crazy because she's only eleven. What? Yeah, that's crazy. But I it, got mine out like a year and a half ago. Seriously? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, I was late, late in the game for sure. You're a late bloomer. That's okay. Yeah. But anyway, we went to the dentist and was like, "I think that's you got these out," and they offered the kids flavors. I, I assume it was Florida. I don't know. So, hmm. ratings wise, but uh, one thing I want to note about the ice pour with the sixty nine, nice, uh, is that uh, it is definitely more oaky, and um, there's a little bit more like green and and stringency to the wood there, um, and that's the big differences. Otherwise, yeah, a little bit chocolatey, <clears throat> but the youth of the the pour is showing its its true colors. I would imagine. Maybe it's like 10 years old, and I'm just crazy, but it tastes like a two-year-old, um, and at least on the ice pour. The other one's not so much. I could see it going five or six years, uh, but the ice really brought it out. So that's that's all I got for uh, notes. Um, yeah, did you have more before we go to rating? No, I think I'm about ready. Do you have ratings in mind? Mm. I can go first for sure. Wait, wait. Before you say it, I do want to think about it. 
for you I'm swayed by so you. Well, I'm going to say, I'll, I'll kind of talk about it first and then I'll let you go. Yeah. So uh, I'm giving these both a 7.4. Shoot. Sorry, Cole. What? That was exactly <laughs> what I had in mind. Was it really? Okay. Yeah, exactly. I was yeah. trying to be a jerk about it and just lead you straight. No, 7.4. So these are good. I like them. Um, I will say uh-huh. I have a little bit of an issue with having tried them together. I feel like I wasn't able to necessarily yeah. do it try them together during uh, the podcast because I don't have time to really sit with each of them. I was going back and forth. And I don't know if anyone's got tips on how to sample two um, batches side by side. Uh-huh. Let we'll me know because I was not doing a good job. I can tell you that much. Um, so simple for this is really good. I like it. Um, I would definitely pick this over a lot of other bourbons. I would definitely pick it if like I saw it again because I'm like, you know, I just want to give it another shot. So, uh, I think it's pretty solid. Uh, would definitely give it. I, I'm excited because I got enough left where I'm gonna try try a little bit later this week. So we'll see. So 7.4 for me, and you have 7.42 Cole, or you change a little bit. Literally, yeah. No, no. My thought was like, I feel like this is 7.5, but I want to go a little lower. And in my mind, I was like 7.4, and that was like two seconds before you were like, <laughs> I'm gonna go with 7.4. Um, so yeah, I mean, here's the thing: is it's good. Uh, there's, uh, to be honest, there's no hub of what yet. Uh, I'm intrigued about this dark fire uh, bourbon to come in the future that we have samples for from Marco. Um, this one, it's not bad. There's nothing about this as is bad. Mm-hmm. Uh, it doesn't get a bitterness to me. It doesn't, but except for the youth, the youth that shows up on the ice pour is somewhat bad to me. Uh, I wouldn't ever drink it with ice again. If I were handed this whole bottle and said, here, drink this, I would never drink it with ice. Uh, and you know, they're kind of cool. They're similar, but they were slightly different. Uh, there were certain notes that did show up on one versus the other, but if I were to just rank them both together, yeah, 7.4, um, not blowing my mind. Uh, but I could see, honestly, uh, if these guys brought it in a few more years of age into their, uh, batches, which is hard to do when you're growing, uh, micro, no, they're not micro. What do they call craft distillery? Um, which is hard to do. Uh, I do, yeah, like I said, I like it. I like what they're doing more than anything else. I like that they are honoring, like if you go to their website and watch their About Us video, it's pretty cool. They they really want to bring, uh, what's the word, probably glory to Kentucky for being <laughs> such a great state uh, for, for bourbon. And they want to honor and honor the heritage of Kentucky bourbon. Uh, which is super cool, and I think they're doing something great. I see good things in the future for MB Roland, and good things in the present. So um, grateful for this. Thanks again, Marco. Seriously, thank uh, you, Marco. Yep. Uh, even score here. Is that the first time this has ever happened? Um, exact same. Score. I wouldn't be su- surprised if it wasn't, but I'm pretty sure it might be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Okay. Yeah, so that's awesome. All right, all right. So I think. Um, what what time is it, Robbie? Is it time for our next segment of the show? It is. It's time for a whiskey world news. All right, 
right, it's time for Whiskey World News, the part of the show where we read an article and we talk about it. Except for in this case, I'm going to change it up a little bit because we are going way off the rails. And what I'm going to do here is I'm going to read the way article. Off. <laughs> read the article, and then it's going to lead us right into the what whiskey would you choose. And Cole, I'm switching up the what whiskey would you choose so you don't even know, sir. So Whoa. this one uh, comes from USA Today, and it's titled, A European Tour Player Won a Ridiculous Amount of Whiskey for His Hole-in-One at the Scottish Open. Uh, and this nice. is written by Andy I love it. Nesbitt. Uh, oftentimes during a professional golf tournament, a player can win a car on par three if they get a hole-in-one. It's a fun reward that rarely pays off, but still, it's a cool thing to have on the table. Well, the Scottish Open took things to a whole different level over the weekend as a reward for a hole-in-one on the par three 16th hole was a bottle of whiskey for all 204 yards of the hole. That's right. If you got a hole-in-one, you'd receive... 204 bottles of whiskey. <laughs> Look out. And you know what happened? Wade Ormsby got a oh, hole in one great. Sunday and now owns a ton of whiskey. And the rest of article is what <laughs> articles seem to be coming more and more of these days where it's like reaction from uh, social media. So we'll stop there. But Cole. So do we know what, what whiskey was sent or was it a variety? I don't know. It just says 204. So the question here, Cole. Shame on the shame us, on Nesbitt. Lees is right for not sharing seriously. what brand. And we got to do some more investigative journalism here, but we're going to skip our discussion. We're going to go straight into our what whiskey would you choose because we're recording early because of circumstances. We don't have results from last week. So, Cole, yeah. what whiskey would you choose if you won 204 bottles of one particular scotch? What scotch would you want to win 204 bottles of? And I, you know, this. Oh, go ahead. Go no, ahead. You go. No, you go. You go. No, it's uh, I think this kind of question is uh, actually a legitimate question. Like, and by legitimate, I mean not trivial. Um, because, like, my first thought was, what about Abelor Abuna? Uh, I can go with that, and it'd be delicious. But that would get really old after a few bottles. Mm-hmm. So you got to get something that's still good after a hundred bottles, <laughs> <laughs> but true. still awesome. You know, um, I mean. If price is no issue, um, let me think about it. Because I would want something light and not too dense. That's why I would stay away from Abelorabuna. Because that's very dense, really brown sugary, nice sherry uh, finish on that one. Um, same with like Glendronic. I, I think it would get old to have. I would want something lighter. Something probably Isla. Um, and and, and I'll probably say, let's go with... Um, Ardbeg, but but let's think about what Ardbeg. Um, if I were to win two hundred bottles, what would I not get sick of quickly? Um, yeah, let's go with the Corvrecken. Okay. No, uh-huh. no, let's do Ugadol. Ugadol. So I'm gonna go with <laughs> Ardbeg Ugadol. Two hundred and four bottles of Ardbeg Ugadol, and I know Miles Ferguson is cheering for me at this moment. Because he loves Ardbeg as well. Um, but yeah, I feel like I wouldn't get sick of that really quickly. And I would be able to go through it maybe in the span of the rest of my life. Okay. So, uh, I. That's a lot of whiskey. I, that is a lot of whiskey. And I tell you what, I really liked uh, the coal wheels turning and just being able to listen to the coal wheels turn as he went through uh-huh. that. Um, I'm going to go a little bit shorter, a little simpler. Um, my first thought was go Balvenie 12 because that's like my favorite, but I do feel like I would probably, I don't think I'd be able to get through 
that many bottles. Like, is it, yeah, that's why like, it's a legit question. And I think, I think we, you hit on something I was thinking too. Is like just that sherry. I, like, sherry butts drive me nuts, but it also gets a little too uh-huh. sweet, a little too much, right? Sometimes they drive you too nuts, you know. <laughs> Sherry's butts is too much. Uh, so <laughs> one of one of my favorites that I don't get too often, but I do enjoy, and one of Chelsea's good coworkers, uh, one of her best friends, really loved her. The only whiskey she drinks is Highland Park, eighteen. So Ooh, that's what I'm that is with. A good pour. Yeah. So I'm oh, very Park happy 18. with your answer. Okay. Good yeah. man. Well, let's be fun. I think that's a good question. Put up next to each other. I think we're competing, right? This week sounds like it's going to be a good competition, maybe. So. Yeah, I agree. All right. You know what we need? Hey, listeners, if there's if someone has Highland Park out there, specifically, uh, maybe not specifically, preferably their 18 year, we are all down. So let us know if you're willing to share some of that. Highland Park 18 is phenomenal. I've had it once and I was blown away. Uh, so if you got some, and there's a cool distillery history and we haven't done Highland Park yet. So uh, if you want to hit us up, hit us up. So Cool. Well, man. You know what? With a shortened what whiskey would you choose? We're right at that point, man. So, Cole, I just want to wow. say I hope your child is eating on schedule and you're confident with that and you're getting a lot of sleep. Wait, is there anything we want to drink next week? Cool. That's what I want to say. I want to, And I hope uh, – hold on. I put a pin <laughs> in that. What are we drinking next week? What do you want to drink? So, let me look at our list oh, real geez, quick. So, one – no, you're good. Um, so some that are calling my name on this list are, um, Ooh, um, Will Barrett, one of our Patreon subscribers just sent us a few, uh, and I want to put, yeah, I want to put, um, Blue Run. There's a 13 and a half year, um, bourbon from Blue Run. I want to put that on the list. And he also sent us an old Carter, so maybe we should put those up against each other. I was thinking, I, that sounds good. Um, what about? Yeah, go on. But what if we did, um, the Smoke Wagon Small Batch Twelve Year, the uh, Bourbon Karma? Yes. I do like those. That. Mac, those match. Let's, should we do Blue Run against Smoke or Small or Smoke Wagon Twelve Year? Let's do that. Yeah, we got a thirteen and a half versus a twelve year. I like that. Perfect. That's a good. That's a good uh, combo. What? So let's do that, uh, listeners. Keep an eye out on Instagram our stories so you can vote uh, for which one you would rather have. I have a feeling Will Barrett will choose his, and I have a feeling John Hughes uh, will choose his because John sent in the. Um, uh, smoke, wagon. smoke wagon 12 year. Mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, what, which Cole? is crazy. It is. Yeah. And he also like vacuum sealed them, which is. Oh yeah. Pretty. Dude's a pro. He did the, this, the, the, um, what is it? Like the cellophane wrap or whatever. Yeah. It's legit. So, but Cole, yeah. can I tell you something, bud? I don't think I've told you tell this me. before. Cole, I hope your baby gets a lot of sleep. You feel comfortable with its, feeding schedule and you get a lot of sleep that's what i hope cole and i hope oh yes and i hope that juni becomes the good doctor next <laughs> round and uh and that she will heal you instead of cavorking you <laughs> and i want to hope 
But you know what? I hope all of our listeners not only had their spirits lifted by today's episode, but I also want to hope that, you know, you're doing okay. Like life can get tricky. Um, and, you know, I just feel like you hope you got, you, I hope you feel like you've got some friends in us. So if you need something, let us know. Because most of all listeners, I hope our spirits lifted yours. Thank you.